On today's episode of All About the Balls podcast, you will hear what your three co-hosts think is going to happen in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft as they give you their official mock draft. Grab a cold one, turn your headphones up, and enjoy the episode. All About the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Minard, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to the Sack House. As always, I'm your host, Mark Davis, joined alongside my beautiful two co-hosts, Chris Minard and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Boys, it's going to be a great episode. Chris, how is the time going since we last spoke? It is going great. I am one of the only that watch college baseball, apparently, but... LSU's going for that sweep with Old Miss. Vandy and Arkansas drop their matchup. So, I mean, it's looking great this weekend. Damn right it is. Not even just, to, not even just college basketball. Tell us about that water polo. School. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, sir. He, he explained off air, Doc, that uh, if you went to a college like that, you'd probably pay much pay attention to all college teams there. So, But, yeah, yeah Doc, how's your night going? I see the White Sox blew a lead last night. They blew a game again today. How's it going? Yep. Yep. Steady on that fucking just losing at every every possible opportunity. Uh, you know, it hurts to be a White Sox fan. I, I've developed a serious drinking problem from it. Um, you know, just really no excitement uh, in the world of sports for me. So, I feel Doc, like every, what you sipping uh, on tonight? <laughs> uh, it'll be uh, whiskey coke tonight. I okay. do feel, Doc, okay. though, that every single uh, time we talk or any time we hang out, it's definitely a new reason why you have a drinking habit. But, hey, it's good to have a good one this time for the White Sox. I should drink for you as well because your White Sox are screwing my Yankees. I just would like for the Rays to drop a couple. But that's not so much to ask for, but Chicago can't deliver on that. So it is what it is. Yeah, well, you know, I actually spoke to, to GM Rakan and – you know, we had a conversation about it, and I said, Rick, you know, well, what's more important, us winning championships or the, Lan- yeah, the Yankees losing them? And we both came to a mutual agreement that the Yankees losing was more important, so we said, hey, let the Rays have them. Hey, so, we're winning, know, the keep Rays, it up. Yeah, give it up. Can, the Rays can win the division, but they won't win the World Series, and we all know that. So, hey. That's all. As long just, as the Yankees don't. That's that's the end game here. But not just baseball. I, hockey, boys. Three overtime games so far at the time of this recording. There's a fourth close game right now with the Kraken. But three overtime games in NHL, that's pretty uh, I think it's pretty dynamic for the league, you know, to say three overtime games in the first round of the playoffs. That's definitely exciting to have for the, the old hockey association. What would you say there, Those, Doc? the old hockey balls. <laughs> I'll love me some hockey ball, dude. Oh, heck yeah. Now that's a draft I'm looking there. forward to. Bet you were a stud during the uh, old high school days, huh, on the ice. Is that me or Chris? You, you're the hockey, you're yeah. the hockey guy on the show, yeah. Oh no, no, I wasn't. I Street wasn't. Just, just a hey. long time fan. Street hockey, hey, but let's digress. <laughs> this is going to be a great episode, boys. Uh, we're less than a week away of the NFL draft. I know, like Doc says, he's excited for the NHL draft because he doesn't normally do a mock draft for the NFL. But it is time. The three of us are going to give our predictions for the NFL 2023 draft. Yes, sir. Let's go. I was supposed to have a good pause there, but hey, you guys get the point when you hear the music going above us right now. But uh, 
Number one, I mean, well, this draft, let's explain the rules real quick. This draft is 31 picks because Miami lost their draft pick due to a uh, violation of uh, talking to Tom Brady when he was on the New England tisk, Patriots. Tisk. Yeah, it's not allowed. But, hey, uh, this draft is going to include hopefully some surprise picks, some drafts or some trades potentially. So we're going to explain that trade when we get there because obviously you have the order 1 through 31 if you're listening. But I'll start us off. No trades. It's going to be pretty simple and sweet. I think Carolina is going QB, Ohio State, CJ Stroud. They definitely traded up with Chicago for a reason. I don't think Bryce Young is their guy. I think that what Josh McCown said that, hey, we're going to hang out in Carolina, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that was smokescreen. I think he meant that. And I think he knows something that we don't. And I think CJ Stroud's going to be a Panther when it's all said and done. Chris, what you thinking with Carolina? I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Mark. I'm going Carolina taking the boy out of Alabama. Bryce yes, sir. Young. The man is a natural playmaker at the quarterback position. He possesses excellent field vision and an accurate arm. He has extraordinary talent for keeping plays alive and just absolutely, I mean, as an LSU fan, hated playing against him. I think just the biggest flaw he has is his size. He's a little small, but I think he's going to thrive in the NFL. Yeah, I got to agree with that. Yeah, you go ahead, Doc. I got to agree with that. I'm I'm going Bryce Young, number one, to Carolina. I think, yeah, the, the move that they made, they sold the house, gave up a wide receiver to move up. Um, I don't think C.J. Stroud is the answer for Carolina. I think Bryce Young is going to be a much better fit for him. Gotcha. And like like you guys said, I, it's definitely Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. That's the, that's the order I'm flipping to. So with that being said, the Houston Texans, they're going to go quarterback Alabama from Alabama, Bryce Young. Like Chris says, he's a hell of a passer, hell of a quarterback. I, playing against him last year in, with Texas. They were Texas. Alabama was down and out, and, you know, he found play, found ways to make plays. And I think that him and C.J. Stroud are pretty much the best two quarterbacks in the draft. C.J. Stroud's got a little more arm strength and size, but Bryce Young does find that way to get the, the job done. But, Chris, uh, up to you with the, the old Houston Texans. So, with the second round, I have the Texans picking another Alabama boy, Will Anderson Jr., Edge. I think with Panthers taking Young, I think the Texans wanted him, so they're going to pass on CJ. I mean, Will Anderson Jr., just an elite edge rusher. He was in SEC honors as a freshman, led nation in sacks, tackle for a loss, and pressures in 2021. I mean, the only reason I see him falling is we saw a little bit production drop in 2022, and there were times that he just got stalemated after taking his first initial first steps. But I think, surprise, surprise, Texans pick. Edge definitely a great second. Definitely a fit there with D'Amico Ryan's the new coach is defensive minded. So I could definitely see that happen. And if their guy uh, Bryce Young goes number one, Doc, how you feeling with that that Texas pick? I'm disagreeing with that. Um, I think with Texans having a pick later on in the draft, I think that's where they're they're going to try to attack that uh, that hole on defense. I'm going uh, Houston to shit the bed with Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Um, historically, in the draft. Here. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Um, I don't think Houston's going to like it. I just think that historically with what the draft is, there's always that one guy, and Richardson has been the guy getting a lot of the praise, a lot of the talk, and uh, I think that he is extremely overrated. And I think uh, Houston follows suit with the disappointment of drafting quarterbacks in the NFL draft in the first round, and I'm going Richardson. All Mark, right, cue the Roger Goodell booing. Cue it up. Cue it up. Yeah, no, we're going to hear it again on draft night when they do it, when they pull the trigger. Um. 
like Chris and me disagreed with, you know, the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young pick, if I'm wrong and he's right, definitely number three with the Arizona Cardinals would be an interesting pick because that's going to be a trade spot. And that's But unlike Chris, I had C.J. Stroud one. So I think Cardinals are going to stay Q, and they're going to pick Will Anderson, pass rusher from Alabama. Arizona needs something. I mean, they need corner or edge, and the best player out of the players remaining that's not quarterback is Will Anderson. He's a stud. He's definitely been he's pro-ready. The only thing I have flaws with him is his penalties. He commits a lot, but you can cut that back. You can take me a little less uh, physical or a little less penalized. You can be a little more uh, self-aware. That, that, is, that is coachable, so that's where I'm going with Arizona. Chris, what you think with number three now? Mark, cue the fucking trade sound. I have Raiders sending their first, second, and their 2024 second to the Cardinals for the third pick. And I have the Raiders picking the Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud. I think once they see the – I see – I think once they see the Texans passing on Stroud, the Raiders jump. I mean – Stroud, you can just look at his history. It speaks for himself. He finished Heisman finalist in back-to-back season. He has that natural feel for the pocket, accurate quarterback. The only reason I see him falling is he rarely showed off out-of-structure playmaking skills, though he didn't put many second reaction plays on tape, but he benefited from probably some of the best receivers in college. Doc, what you think with the – I mean, let's not trade. What you think with the Arizona Cardinals doing? Yeah, so precursor to my uh, mock draft here, I went uh, very simple-minded. I went no trades. Um, this is going to be a straight-up 1 through 31, no moves. Um, but I'm going Will Anderson. Uh, going back to Houston, uh, taking that quarterback, I think that with having that second pick right now and having basically their pick at the litter minus uh, you know whoever goes number one, that's why I think that they're going quarterback and why I think Will Anderson is going to fill a hole on defense for Arizona, um, knowing that they have committed to Kyler Murray's terrible play and attitude. Definitely uh, sounds good there. Um, Chris, I think if the way that we draft, even if – CJ Stroud goes three or two. I think the Colts are going to be happy with what we're doing for them because the hot take right now is they're going Will Levis. They love them. They want someone to draft CJ Stroud so they're not in that situation to pick them. And with that being said, I had AR for most of the, the uh, since the combine, but I'm going to go Will Levis out of Kentucky going to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the only thing he needs to prove on, in my opinion, is his field vision and his trigger. He needs to be able to expand his vision out there in the field. He needs to stop anticipating his throws and just – commit to it right off the jump, but maybe they'll be different when he actually has NFL-level talent, not Kentucky wide receivers. So that's where I'm going with my fourth pick, boys. So going into the fourth pick, I have what I don't like, but I have the Colts picking out of Gainesville, Anthony Richardson. I mean, you can ask Mark, do not like Anthony Richardson. (laughs) I mean, I just don't think he's that good, but – why, I mean, Richardson brings a rare collection of tools to the quarterback position. His ideal frame, strong arm, and top-tier athleticism. The man's built like Cam and moves like Lamar. I think his only flaw is that he's going to have to sit behind somebody and progress. His accuracy just isn't there yet. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. What you think of Doc with the Colts? Yeah, I've got uh, C.J. Stroud finally coming off the board, the Ohio State quarterback for Indianapolis. I think he will be the uh, 
the 100th starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts since Andrew Luck's retirement. Um, I think that if, going along with what Chris said, if Anthony Richardson is available at this point, uh, Indianapolis is my next pick to click the shit to bed and pick a terrible, terrible quarterback to uh, maintain that mediocrity. All right, well, with that being said, the fifth pick, I have the Seahawks. I mean, that's a, it's a potential draft move depend, or a trade move depending on where these QBs fall, but I think since it's only one QB left, no one's going to try and trade up with the Seattle Seahawks, and I think that they're going to go defensive tackle, help that interior D-line, and draft Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Even though I know he has concerns with his weight from his pro day and he has the arrest, I still think Jalen Carter as a defensive tackle is a stud. Definitely really explosive. I mean, he can get beat from time to time, but he's a D-tackle, so you're not expecting him to win every time on that, that position. Not everyone's Aaron Donald, but I think Jalen Carter to the Seahawks helped that pass rush. Chris, what you thinking there? I'm thinking Seattle gives heavy consideration with going defensive tackle, like you said, Jalen Carter. But I think I think they opt for a much-needed pass rusher. I think they go Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. He has massive size and immense power to that position, and he gives Z- Seattle a pocket-wrecking and run-defending impact player on the edge. I think the only thing that he could draw for is just his struggle to win as a high-side rusher in the pros. Sounds good. Hey, what you doc with Seattle? Yeah, I got to agree with everything Chris said. Uh, that explosiveness off the edge, Tyree Wilson, I think is the right move for Seattle. Um, plug up some holes. They've been struggling. The 12th man has been kind of quiet. Uh, the 12th man has gone home from the team. Um, so I'm going Tyree Wilson, edge out of Texas Tech. Very, very uh – very not surprising. This I've been seeing a lot of mocks with Jalen Carter getting past Seattle, and I think that being said, now it might be who's who is going to draft them because Detroit, who's the next pick, I think that they could go there if that happens. But even if he's not there, or even if he is there, I have them drafting cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of the uh, University of Illinois. I think he's definitely the best corner of this draft. He does uh, have some issues with his penalties. He's a, he's a little aggressive out there in the backfield, but hey, that's coachable. Like I said when I was talking about Will Anderson or. Uh, yeah, about Will Anderson. But uh, I'm definitely going Witherspoon here, Chris. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I'm going Witherspoon as well out of Illinois. He just embodies that Lions kneecap-biting ethos. He has high intensity. He's a tone setter at the corner who ups the energy of every one of his teammates. I mean, plain and simple, he got that dog in him. Okay? He's a dog. I mean, I Illinois representative. I think the only reason he would fall, he's just small framed, and like you mentioned, Mark, with the penalties, he's very grabby in the coverage. Definitely. Doc, what you thinking about the old Detroit Lions there? Yeah, I'm right on board with you guys. I got Devin Witherspoon, cornerback out of Illinois, and uh, biggest reason for that, I have Detroit taking a lineman later on in the draft. We finally all got a pick, boys. Same pick. Uh, it only took six, but hey, we all agreed on one. And now with the Raiders. Uh, the seventh pick, I think they're going to pass on. If you're interested, that is a, t- a team that could still draft him, but they did sign Jimmy G. I'm going to go with who I think the best offensive tackle is in the draft, and that's Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. Help Jimmy G and the future a quarterback. If Jimmy G doesn't work, he'll be there for years to come. And finally, the Raiders can make a draft pick work. It seems like it's been so long since the first rounder worked for them. Chris, what you thinking? I know you don't have the Raiders. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you have Arizona with that pick, right? I do, I do. I have the second best corner going off the board with Oregon's Christian Gonzalez. I think he fills a huge need for that Arizona defense. He's a foundational player to start building around. He's cool, calm, and confident in press coverage. 
getting up in his opponent's faces and jamming and rerouting those wide receivers. The only thing I think he flaws in is he's just a little grabby in coverage, and he really just has one year of ball production in his career so far. All right. Hey, I mean, like I said, I, and I think Christian Gonzalez, he's a very good corner. I think he could compete with the number two, number three corner, third corner, I think Joey Porter. But like you said, he is a very good uh, corner. A little inexperienced. Maybe that's why he's grabby. But, Doc, what you think with the Raiders? Uh, Raiders, yeah, right on par. I'm going Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. I think to help that secondary uh, in the defense. I think that with the recent pickup of Jimmy Garoppolo, they're passing on any quarterbacks. Um, I think defense is one of their one of their biggest pressing needs that they have right now. Hey, man, it sounds like you guys were a little studying notes, probably helping each other, because it sounds like your guys' draft picks are pretty much. <laughs> yeah, this is this is suspicious. This we, is suspicious. We, we talked a little bit. Yeah, that's probably why, yeah. But uh, my next pick, my Atlanta Falcons, number eight. I think they are a trade-down possibility, depending on how – because they, they kind of need a lot on defense. And uh, we – we uh, I think we're – but we're not going to trade. I think we're going to draft <clears throat> who you guys had going to Seattle. I think we go Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, pass rusher. We've been – seems like we've been looking for a pass rusher since Jonathan Abraham. Um, we did have Vic Beasley, led the league in sacks one year, but it didn't pan out after that. And – I think, uh, like you were saying, Chris, about Tyree Wilson, he is a freak athlete. He's huge. He's got a wingspan that is enormous, it seems like. He's like a, he is a falcon out there, literally. He's got a huge wingspan. So what do you think, Chris, what do you think your rival Dirty Birds are doing? So I'm going with Vegas here and their current favorite, Bijan Robinson out of Texas. I mean, is it the most – efficient use of the draft capital probably not is it a fun pick yes i mean he's a big play runner with natural speed and lateral quickness he's tough and elusive and he's a three down running back probably one of the most complete running backs prospects since saquon i think his only flaw is running backs just aren't valued as they used to be Definitely agree with you, Chris, there. And before Doc says anything, Chris, I love that pick. If that would happen, I think he would uh, flourish with Tyler Algier uh, out there. But, Doc, what you think what my team's doing? Uh, oddly enough, uh, Chris and I are on the same page once again. I got your Texas boy going to Atlanta, Bijan Robinson. Uh, I think that with picking up, uh, you know, trying to give the quarterback another chance this year, um, I think with picking up Drake London and uh, who did y'all get for tight end Kyle Pitts? We, we, we have Kyle Pitts. We also got Jonu Smith out of uh, New England. Yeah, so I think getting that running back is going to be the final piece of this offense to really make you guys explosive. And I think that is a solid pick if it happens. I, Arthur Smith loves his running backs. Obviously, he was with Derrick Henry, two tight end system in Tennessee. But keep in mind, Derrick Henry is on the, the rumor mill, and I think Atlanta's a, a sleeper pick to get a sleeper team to get him. Obviously, the Eagles is the hot take right now. But Doc, number nine pick, your Chicago Bears. <clears throat> I have them going offensive tackle slash offensive guard from Northwestern, Peter Skransky. Um, he is guard ready. He can move to tackle, which is what the Bears more need than the guard position. I think they'll try and put him out there, kick him out there, and let him learn. And hopefully it works for him. I mean, I think he's a beast. But I think you guys would be better with Paris Johnson. But right, since he's already taken, I'm going Peter Skransky. Chris, what you thinking? I'm thinking – we Chicago is going interior lineman, car racing, Jalen Carter. I think he 
with just falling to the Bears, his high upside, he's going to be a building block for their interior line. He brings that three-down potential as the pocket collapse and pass rusher. I think the only thing that he's flawed with is maybe he didn't have those elite sack numbers in college, question mark. Could, I mean, just something to throw he, out there. Yeah, he, he's a D-tackle, so it's hard for those guys to get sacks, like I said, unless you're Aaron Donald. And, uh, Doc, what do you think your Bears are doing? Yeah, I'm right there with him. Uh, once again, Jalen Carter, Carter uh, defensive tackle out of Georgia. I think he's going to find a home in Chicago. I think if he's not available, I do have a backup pick for this one, being my own Bears, uh, who I also think is probably the better way to go from the start is Skaronsky, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Um, I think the help that we need on the offensive line to protect uh, – you know, Justin Fields and keep him in the pocket and avoid that run-first mentality. I think offensive lineman is the way to go. Um, but with all the holes we've got on defense and everything that we've lost over the last couple of years between Khalil Mack, um, you know, Roquan Smith, uh, Robert Quinn, I mean, getting some help on defense would definitely fill another huge hole that we have. Oh, definitely, for sure. And I think if you guys if you guys give at number nine, because that was potentially the first pick, at number one is Jalen Carter. That would definitely be a steal with all the picks you gathered. But, hey, the number 10th pick, this is my first trade spot. I think that the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are going to jump in front of Tennessee, who, if a quarterback falls to them, I think that they might take a QB. I think that to take the Bucks a first-rounder, obviously the first-rounder this year, and a middle pick this year, and a first-rounder next year, I have them going with the Florida Gator, Anthony Richardson. He definitely has a lot of – he probably has the high ceiling because of his freak athletic ability. I'm just not a huge fan, like Chris said. I think, I mean, obviously the Gators don't produce a lot of talent at wide receiver there, but he's just his inability to pull the trigger, to scan the field. is just not as good as you want to be for a first-round quarterback. But obviously now someone's got to reach because he's the last QB, unless you want to go hooker. But I got Anthony Richardson going to the Tampa Bay Bucks number 10, trading with the Philadelphia Eagles. Chris, what you think? Okay, so I have the cue the trade again. I have the Texans trading up with the Eagles after passing on quarterback at the number two slot. They're trading up here to pick your boy out of Kentucky, Will Levis. I think Will has the combination of size and arm strength and athleticism to develop into a franchise quarterback. I think the only reason that he might fail is to start off with, this man puts mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas banana peels yeah that's gross yeah completely gross but i also think he's a little inconsistent and he turns the ball over way too much and i'm sorry who was that pick you said i missed the team though when i was taking notes the texans traded up okay to pick so they get the quarterback all right hey that could possibly happen the eagles could definitely get some draft capital out of that and doc what you thinking with the the philadelphia eagles finally a disagreement between me and chris because again i went no trades here uh, I have Phil, uh, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles trying to plug a hole on defense. Kalaja Kansi, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Definitely a lot A lot of people are high on him. Um, I, I don't see it for the first round, but definitely a lot of what could happen because he's apparently climbing everyone's board. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, since they missed up on all four quarterbacks, that's the number 11th pick. I have them. They definitely need offensive linemen. We broke it down for the free agency episode. They lost three O-linemen. I have them going offensive tackle from the University of Georgia. National champions, the Georgia Bulldogs. Go Dogs! Project Jones. 
He just needs to prove on his technique. But, hey, that's coachable in this league, and I think that he will be a building piece for the future quarterback that's not Ryan Tannehill. Chris, what are you thinking the Tennessee Titans do? I'm thinking they going tackle out of Ohio State, Paris Johnson Jr. The man has frames and feet to be day one starter at left tackle, and he brings the starting experience both on the inside and the edge. The only thing I can see him as a flaw is he misses his punch too often and lets the opponent in his frame. Definitely agree with that. That's why I said test technique he needs to prove on. Doc, what do you think those Tennessee Titans are doing? Uh, Tennessee, I think that uh, having passed up on all the quarterbacks, if they don't go hooker, which I think is a very real possibility to move on from Tannehill, um, I'm going to go ahead and say they doubled down by protecting Tannehill by going Osiris Torrens guard out of Florida. And unlike you, I will not make insensitive jokes about players from Florida being able to pull the trigger. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, my pick is going to be Osiris Torrens guard Florida to Tennessee. I mean, speaking of Florida Gators in the past, way back in the day, they had a guy that used to be able to pull triggers. I don't know if you guys remember his name, but I'm going to leave that off. What you guys God think bless. about that? Um, well, it would be Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, I'll say Hernandez, But, hey, the, tw- the 12th pick, Chris, me, me and him are a little opposite. He went edge QB. I have QB edge, I, but I have them going Nolan Smith, back-to-back Bulldogs. Uh, definitely showed off in the combine out there at Indy, and he's a freak athlete. He's still a little young when it comes to playing, but I think with his freak athletic ability, they could coach that Houston with D'Amico Ryan, too. He was a stud linebacker there as well. But I have Nolan Smith. Chris, who do you have those field out the Eagles picking? I, complete, I completely agree with you. I have the Eagles going Nolan Smith as well. I have them no issues trading back because they're still going to get Nolan Smith. Smith is just an agile, bendy rusher with top-tier athleticism. I can't fucking speak. I'm already drunk. And good length. <laughs> the, man, the man can play all three downs. I think the only flaw he has is he's just a little bit undersized to play edge, and he's also coming off that season injury. Season-ending pectoral injury. Might need to drink some water, yes, that- boys. Yes, the the injury could definitely have an impact, out. but with that with that combine, that's definitely boosts him up to that top fifteen. Doc, what do you think the Houston Texans are doing with their second pick? Yeah, uh, you know, going back to why I had Houston taking that quarterback because there was still a great tier uh, number of tier players available on that defensive spot, and I think the explosiveness of of Nolan Smith, edge rusher, is going to fit very well in Houston. Damn, boys, that's the second time. Hey, every six picks, it seems like we're getting the same pick. I mean, Chris didn't have the same team, but same player at least. Uh, The 13th draft pick is my second trade of the first round. I have the Pittsburgh Steelers coming all the way up from number 17 to trade with the New York Jets. I think Pittsburgh, their new GM is not like the old one. He is a little uh, different. He actually makes moves. I think he's going to pull a trigger on a corner. He's afraid that New England, Green Bay – the, uh, commanders, they could all pick the top or the remaining corners. And I think that Christian Gonzalez falls away to 13, goes to Steel City. You know, Pittsburgh, they love their defense, they love their corners, and that's where I have uh, the kid from Oregon going. I have him going to Pittsburgh Steelers. Chris, what do you think? I have the Jets going tackle out of Northwestern. Peter Skoronsky. I think he is a flexible player for the Jets, he can play all over the line. He's tough and polished left tackle who brings multi-position versatility. 
and he should be a day one starter for them for sure. His only flaw I see is he just lacks that strength. Definitely Aaron Rodgers would definitely benefit from that because that's where we think he's going. But uh, that could be a trade during the draft. Doc, what do you think the New York J-E-T-S Jet Jets are doing? Uh, New York Jets. My man is finally coming off the board. QB out of Kentucky, Will Levis. I think this obviously is dependent on the Aaron Rodgers deal. Um, at the same time, even with Aaron Rodgers coming, I don't think you've got a whole lot of time left out of him. I think it would be a great opportunity for Will Levis to sit behind him and, and learn a thing or two, even if he does make yeah. his way to New York. Definitely think Aaron Rodgers would probably think about suicide. Just joking, but, you know, he already won out of Green Bay when they drafted Jordan Love, and then they have a quarterback, which he's already said they want. He needs help, so. But, hey, that could happen. I can see it. But my next pick, the New England Patriots, they're going to go wide. Pittsburgh trade up. They go the third corner in the draft out of Penn State. Joey Porter Jr., I think he's NFL ready. He was all over the field for Penn State last year. I don't need to hear some scouting reports based on my eyesight. When I watched Penn State play, Joey Porter was all over the field. He was a key maker, key difference maker in that defense. Chris, what do you think the New England Patriots do? I think they're going to go tackle out of Georgia, Broderick Jones. I mean, it just makes sense for them to get somebody since both of their tackles are north of 38 years of age. I mean, he's athletic, easy-moving tackle with a big frame and sky-high upside. His only flaw is that he's very raw, so he's still developing his techniques. But, I mean, that's perfect to put behind. You have Brown and Reef over there on that O-line. Doc, what do you think New England's doing? What do you think Bill's going to pick? I think Bill's going Peter Skaronsky, offensive tackle on Northwestern. I think uh, all the rumors with Mac Jones and his potential departure out of there, I think regardless of what happens, you still need help to protect your your passer. Um, so I think it's a good opportunity for them to to build on that. All right. Well, like I said, they definitely need line. That's definitely a spot they could go. Uh, the next pick, I think the first receiver's taken off at number 15 with the Green Bay Packers. They don't normally draft – Wide receivers, but hey, Aaron Rodgers isn't there, and I think this is going to be a shot at him. I think the GM is going to definitely show the little bit of disdain they had towards each other, and I'm going to go receiver at Ohio State, Jackson Smith. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but no, Jigba. And Jigba. I can't pronounce. Yeah. I and think Jigba. his injury history could be a little little factor in why he maybe fell, and also the receivers aren't as great this year, according to the scouts, but that's where I go. I think Jordan Love gets his third receiver now to pair up with the other two young kids. Chris? I think Green Bay is going edge rusher out of Iowa. Lucas Van Ness, I mean, he has that prototypical frame and shows good burst and flexibility, and he's still ascending and can contribute on all four downs. He is raw. He was never a starter for Iowa and never really posted that eye-popping sack numbers, but he has all the numbers there for Green Bay to go and try to snag an edge rusher out of Iowa. Definitely play for the Packers. They need help on that side of the ball, too. But, Doc, what do you think your rival Green Bay Packers are going to do here? Uh, if I'm a betting man here, I have Green Bay going offensive tackle. Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Uh, I think getting that help on the offensive line is going to be a big move for them. And let's face it, Green Bay is not in the business of getting true weapons to help out their quarterbacks. Yeah, that's definitely the old Green Bay way, it seems like. And wouldn't be surprised they pass him on receiver. But the 16th pick, the Washington Commanders, once again, this is why I knew why Pittsburgh traded up. 
I have the Commanders going with the the corner out of Maryland, Deontay Banks. He's just steadily going up the the mock drafts, off the boards. His closing speed's a little issue, but the the kid's a freak, and that's where I have the Commanders going. They have a need out there in the secondary. Chris, what do you think the old D.C. team's going to do? I have the Commanders getting their new blindside protector tackle out of Oklahoma, Harrison. Harrison combines size, length, and footwork, and he his frame is just day one ready. I think his only flaw is he just lacks that power in the run game. So hopefully you can work on that. Yeah, that'd be definitely huge for the old commanders who is a starting Sam Howe, second-year player out of North Carolina, so that'd definitely be big for them. Doc, what do you think the commanders are going here? Commanders, I got them going defense. Uh, they're kind of lost on offense. They don't really have a way forward. Um, oh, my God. You all right, <laughs> God damn it. I'm going cornerback uh, Joey Porter Jr. out of uh, Penn State. Hell of a pick there. I think that would definitely help with the Ron Rivera mindset he has. Uh, since this is my, since I had the Steelers trading up, this is my 17th pick, the New York Jets. I think they go tackle out of Tennessee, Darnell Wright. I think he's the fourth best tackle in the draft. This is the fourth tackle taken off the board. Aaron Rodgers needs that protection when he comes. They already have the receivers. I think the Jets can find a tight end later on in the draft, which is a need as well. But Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee, is my pick. Chris, what do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing? I think Pittsburgh is going DB out of Penn State, Joey Porter Jr. He's going to join his dad's former team. That's going to give the Steelers some much-needed depth at a critical position, and Porter's going to be able to learn from a well-known veteran, Patrick Peterson. You you hyped him up already, Mark. I mean, I think his only flaw is he does get a little bit grabby, and he gets stiff in transition and coverage. Doc, what do you think Steel City's doing out there in Pittsburgh? I think that they're sticking right on par with being that defensive-minded team. Um, I'm going Lucas Van Ness, the big corn-fed boy, edge out of Iowa. Damn right. Hey, speaking of Lucas Van Ness, he is my 18th pick for the Detroit Lions. I think they, you know, my, I think all of ours, we have Devin Witherspoon uh, going there. So I think that stirs up a little bit in the secondary. You pair up Lucas Van Ness with Aiden Hutchinson. He's never started like Chris said, but, hey, he's an athletic freak. He's a huge farm boy like Doc says. You pair him with Aiden Hutchinson. Watch out, NFC North. That defense is going to start getting better and better in Detroit. Chris, what do you think the Lions are going with their second pick? I think the Lions are going to go Brian Brees, interior defensive lineman out of Clemson. Man just has penetrating interior with length, strength, and versatility, and he affects the quarterback. The only the only flaw I really see is he never really posted those high-end sack numbers. And he plays a little bit too high sometimes. Doc, what do you think uh, Motor City's doing out there in Detroit with their second pick? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you that they're sticking with that defense to uh, help build off of Aiden Hutchinson. Um, but I have them going out of Tamiwa, out of Bawari, defensive lineman out of Northwestern. Interesting pick there, Doc. But hey, it sounds like we're all saying that they're going defense, defense, and they're just going to start loading up. I mean, their offense has already seems pretty solid, so with David Montgomery joining that squad. But, hey, 
19th pick. It was the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selection, but since I have them trading up for a quarterback, this is where the Eagles pick take their first pick. I have B. John Robinson out of Texas going to the Eagles. I think it's a solid spot. If they weren't going to draft him, I think he would have fallen to Dallas. But I have Bijan with Philly placing Miles Sanders and that dynamic offense. Jalen Hurts, uh, Bijan Robinson, <coughs> Boston Scott. They would have Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and A.J. Brown. That's a hell of an offense. That's where I have him going to the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. Doc, or Chris, I'm sorry. What do you think Tampa's going here? So I have Seattle at 20. It's pick 19. We're at pick 19? Yes. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Getting a little bit ahead of myself here. Okay, so it's I have Tampa, Tampa. Um, them going. I have Tampa going Darnell Wright, tackle out of Tennessee. He's just battle-tested bruiser who plays right <laughs> tackle with a physical, overpowering style. And he has day one starting potential. The only flaw I see is really that he lacks that quickness to the edge, and he too frequently falls off the block. Sounds good there, eh? Like I said, that would help whoever quarterback of the future Tampa's going to be. They definitely need a lot. Doc, what do you think Tampa Bay's going here? I've got Tampa Bay getting some offensive help to protect the quarterback, Paris Johnson, offensive tackle out of OSU. I mean, if he fell to Tampa, that would definitely be a steal for them, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if he was there at 19 – Take them. That's definitely a great value pick. Uh, they seem to find Lyman that fall. Um, but the 20th pick, like Chris was getting ahead of himself. I have the Seattle Seahawks drafting wide receiver here with their second pick of the first round. A Tyler Lockett, Tony Brown slash like player, Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. He's one of the best route runners of this draft class. He's a little small, but like I said, he's comparable to Tyler Lockett. So that's what's going to be. He's going to be the replacement for Lockett in the next year or two. <coughs> Pair him up with DK Metcalf. I got Zay Flowers. Chris, what do you think? I am going to agree with you with the wide receiver. Disagree with Zay Flowers. I think they're going Jackson Smith, wide receiver out of Ohio State. I think he's going to work perfectly with the duo they already have with DK and Tyler Lockett and give Geno Smith another big target in high leverage situations. The only flaw I see out of him is his he has average size with nothing to really wow you, no speed really. But And he may only play the slot, and he missed almost all of 2022 with a hamstring. Yeah, it's definitely he's an interesting pick. Uh, I see him going some, according to a lot of the pros, the, the professionals that do these mocks, he's anywhere from like 15 all the way to like beginning of the second round. So it's definitely hard to get his, well, it's not like say Flowers, but Jackson, same thing with him. Doc, what do you think yeah. Seattle's doing? Uh, I've got Seattle going offense this time around uh, to help protect Geno Smith. I disagree with the wide receiver pick considering even if Lockett's on the way out, um, contracts are always being restructured. Uh, with the one-two punch that they've got up there, I'm going offensive lineman to help give Geno Smith that time to allow those guys to get open. Uh, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle out of Tennessee. Yeah, they definitely would like offensive lineman to protect the quarterback if it's Geno or whoever the future QB is there. Uh the 21st pick got the Los Angeles Chargers going. Wide receiver, back-to-back -back picks now. Wide receivers from USC, Jordan Addison. He was one of the best receivers in his uh, in the college, and then he kind of fell off with his size. He's definitely a good route runner, but I have the Chargers going, Jordan Addison. Keen Allen's getting up there in age, so they definitely need a replacement eventually. That's where I'm going. Chris, what do you think the Bolts do? 
I think they're going to go edge rusher out of Clemson, Mile Murphy. That's just going to add to the team's already strong pass rushing group and giving the team another long, twitchy edge presence to that rotation alongside with Bosa and Mack. I mean, the flaw I really see out of him is he just needs to expand his his rushes and more consistently finish his sacks. Yeah, that uh, they they need help on the D line too. Apparently, with Joey Bosa, that would be huge. Um, Doc, what do you think the Chargers are doing here? Uh, I think the Chargers are looking for a weapon to help out, uh, you know, the quarterback situation out there. Uh, but now from the wide receiver position, I am going uh, Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. I know that he was expected to go very early in the draft. Uh, there was a lot of hype coming out around him uh, earlier in the off season, even uh, during the college season. Uh, but I think he drops all the way down here to the Chargers. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility to help on the tight end. I do think he has the highest ceiling out of all the uh, tight ends. I don't think he's just necessarily the, the right away, the best uh, NFL pro ready, but he has the highest ceiling. With the next pick, the Baltimore Ravens, they're an interesting spot because they like to trade a lot. They also don't give their quarterback, which is Lamar. Well, they don't know if it's going to be Lamar or not, but they don't ever give him a weapon. And I stay on par with that. I think that they go corner and <coughs> lost Marcus Peters. I'm going cornerback from South Carolina, Cam Smith. Um, he just needs to be a little better in the press coverage, but I think Baltimore definitely knows how to coach corners and defense. So I'm going Cam Smith. Chris, what do you think they're going to do out there in Baltimore? So I think Baltimore is actually going to double down. They signed Odell. I think they're going to go wide receiver to help try to keep Lamar there. I think they're going wide receiver out of USC, Jordan Addison. The man's just a natural pass catcher with clever route running skills. He was very productive in college early in his career. I think the only flaw is that his production definitely declined in 2022, and he's very thin, so Doc, he'll probably get manhandled. Yeah, it could be. But, Doc, what do you think to do in Baltimore? Yeah, Chris said it best. I mean, uh, <clears throat> you know, in trying to convince Lamar Jackson and get, you know, invest in him a little further. Uh, I think that they finally break the, the track record of not helping out the quarterback. I think that they do go uh, wide receiver, Jordan Addison out of USC. I was very happy that his production last year um, at USC in that position, um, you know, and, and again, I, whether or not, you know, it's either they invest in Lamar or, or they, they invest in a wide receiver to not have a quarterback to throw to him. All right, uh, so that would be big for Lamar. That might actually make him want to stay. Uh, the next pick, the 23rd pick, this is where Minnesota City, but on my board, they're, they're trading down. They need draft capital. Look for Buffalo, teams like Buffalo, look for teams like Minnesota, even Philly to trade up. I'm sorry, Kansas City to trade up. And that's where I have it. It's in Kansas City. I think Kansas City has a lot of draft capital. They're going to make a splash in their city, in their draft as defending champions. They're going to trade it with Minnesota. They're going to go wide receiver out of TCU, Quentin Johnston. He's a raw receiver. Needs to work on his route running. He has key drops. But when you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid there, you just play better. Ask Juju. He got he played a lot better. He got paid better. I have them going rookie. They need receiver Quentin Johnson out of TCU. Chris, what do you think Minnesota's doing? I have Minnesota – going defensive back out of Maryland, Deontay Banks. I think he's going to fit perfectly into Brian Flores' scheme. He's just a sticky man-to-man cover, cover corner who plays physical 
and has that anticipation to flourish in the NFL. The only thing I really get him on is he's grabby, and he hasn't really filled out that stat sheet. I mean, in 2022, he had one interception and eight pass breakups. Doc, what do you think Skull Nation's doing out there in Minnesota? I've got uh, Miles Murphy, edge rusher, going to Minnesota. I think uh, Cousins is obviously the quarterback. They don't need help in uh, you know the running back or the wide receiver position. Offensive line, I think, is, is well enough. I think that uh, after a couple losses on defense in the offseason, Murphy will help fill some of those holes. Definitely. Minnesota needs a, hell, a lot of help on defense. They have the, they have the worst defense like the last couple of years. So, with that being said, going to Duval County in Jacksonville with the 24th pick, I have been going first safety off the board who can also play corner from the University of Alabama, Brian Branch. He's, he can be a little flat-footed at times out there, but he's definitely all over the field when you watch Alabama play on that side of the ball. Brian Branch is everywhere, and I think Jacksonville has a need for safety, and they go Brian Branch. Chris, what do you think the old Jaguars do? Mark, I completely agree with that. I think they're going Brian Branch as well out of Alabama. The Jags finished 30th in pass defense last year. I think this just helps them in their secondary. He might be a little undersized, but he's highly instinctive. And he's always around the ball. All right, Doc. We got two for two with Brian Branch. What are the Jacksonville doing with you? We are not going to make it three for three. I have Jacksonville taking Jackson Smith and Jigba to help Trevor Lawrence on the offensive side of the ball. Definitely a solid move. If he falls to 24, that's definitely a solid move for Jacksonville. I wouldn't, wouldn't hate him at all for that. Even if he doesn't pan out, that would still a solid move. The New York football Giants at pick 25, they are in the need of wide receivers. I don't care what anyone says, but I think they go wide receiver out of Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. He needs to work on his routes and his zone coverage. They need a scheme to fit his system. Brian Dayball is a hell of a coach. He can get anybody going. Just see what they did last year. Jalen Hyatt, New York Giants. Chris, what do you think? I think the Giants are going defensive back out of state. Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, the Giants finished tied for dead last last year with six interceptions. Forbes alone had six interceptions on his own in 12 games. I think the biggest question around him is his size. He's just about, let's see, 166 pounds. But, I mean, he makes up with it for his playmaking instincts and his coverage skills. Definitely agree. That's the one knock on Forbes. But if you watch him play, he's all over the place. Doc, what are the Giants doing? Uh, Giants for me, I'm taking Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College. Uh, I think, like you said, the Giants need help on that offensive side of the ball. You just paid all that money to Daniel Jones. You've got to give him the help to be able to excel at that, at that position. Definitely solid for him. This is my only pick with tight end in the first round. I have the Dallas Cowboys drafting tight end out of Northern Dame, though. Not, not Utah. Michael Mayer, he's NFL ready right now. He's a hell of a starter. I don't care what the upside is on Dalton. Michael Mayer is NFL ready right now. He was a solid starter with the Irish, and that helps Dallas right there. With that, they lost Dalton Schultz, so why not? You pair him with CeeDee Lamb. You pair him with Brandon Cooks. Let Dak get that tight end. He loves his tight end. So, Chris, what are the America's team Dallas Cowboys doing? Mark, I agree with you there. I think they're going Michael Meyer. I think he just, I think he fits perfectly in that Mike McCarthy scheme with running the ball. He's a great wide tight end with a big factor in the running game 
and passing game. He should be a starter day one. The only flaw I see is his route running ability and his struggle to separate consistently in the pros. Yeah, and if Michael Mayer, if, I'm sorry, Bijan Robinson was there at 20, or 26, that's where I would have had him. That's where I've been having this whole time, but I think Philly needs a running back. That's why I had him going tight end. But, Doc, what do you think Dallas is doing? I'm going to go with the defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive back. Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. I think uh, if um, Dalton Kincaid is available at this pick, I think Dallas definitely goes for it. But kind of a wasted pick to go, uh, you know, a receiving tight end or a wide receiver uh, when you know your quarterback's going to be out probably the better the better part of the year. So going defense yeah, here. At least keep definitely... you in the game in his absence. And, and they've been playing great defense. Why not keep playing or keep playing off that? But the 27th pick, the Buffalo Bills, they're in the need of a linebacker. It's an interesting pick because linebackers aren't that high in the first round this year. But I'm going linebacker out of Arkansas, Drew Sanders. He's a three-year starter, very versatile. He's a hell of a linebacker. I think that helps Buffalo pair him with uh, uh, Matt Milano and let him work with uh, Sean McDermott. Chris, what's Buffalo doing? I think Buffalo is going to go <laughs> with something – that's going to give them over that hump in the AFC. They've been stuck in that middle ground, not really being able to beat the Bengals or the Chiefs. I think they're going wide receiver out of Boston College, Zay Flowers. Man's a big play creator and inside-outside versatility. The only flaw, he's a little small, and his drops have definitely been a concern for his career in college. Doc, what's Buffalo doing? Uh, I've actually got Buffalo going offensive on this one. As much as they do need a linebacker, I think that they're going to be able to find some better talent um, later on in the draft. I think knowing the teams that you have coming up, like, for instance, the Bears taking that 32nd pick, uh, knowing that they're going to be looking at a wide receiver, I think that Buffalo goes ahead and scoops up something to get on the other side of the field to help uh, Diggs and get another target for, uh, for Buffalo there. So I'm going Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Definitely receiver would be nice for them. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I have him going past rusher out of Clemson, Miles Murphy. I think he's a hell of a player. He just needs to improve on his hands technique, and sometimes his hands are a little little spotty out there on that side of the ball. But I think Bengals go a much neat position of edge rusher. They invested on offensive linemen, so that's why I have him passing on that. Chris, what is the Who Day Nation going to do? <coughs> I'm giving Big Dick Joe another weapon. We're going tight end out of Utah, Dalton Kincaid. Man's a monster route running. He's very productive pass catcher with his size, speed, and body control. His only flaw there is his blocking ability. He's still developing as that tight end blocker. But, I mean, let's pair him up with Jamar. The question is, can he run slants? Oh, hell yeah. All right, so that fits there. Luke, shout out to you. Doc, what's the old Bengals doing? Uh, given that Joe Burrow has had his issues getting hit in the pocket, we saw what happened in the postseason with him. Uh, I'm going Cody Mauch. Mauch? I'm not even trying to say it. Offensive guard um, out of North Dakota State. Yeah, that definitely would be it. Wouldn't be surprised they still go O-line but with all the hits he's been taking. Chris, your team, the Houdat Nation, New Orleans Saints, I have them because they they have picked 40, so their picks are 11 apart. So I have them going defense tackle Brian Brees out of Clemson. Uh, You guys do need a little help on that defensive line, and I think that it's a solid pick with the value going to 29. 
What do you think your boys are doing? I think they're going to be restocking that defensive line as well, Mark. I think they're going interior defense out of a war, out of Northwestern. <coughs> the man's an elite athlete who brings positional versatility. He can play both the edge and the interior. The only thing I really hit him on is his production never really matched like his numbers. <coughs> so we'll see how he does in the pros. Doc, what do you think the old bio or whatever the like, Bayou City's doing out there, Doc. I am going one of my favorite picks in the draft. um, That I have a lot of questions with him falling this low, but I think that he has a very high ceiling. I am going quarterback hooker out of Tennessee. (gasps) Whoa, shocker there. Dang, Chris, that'd be an interesting move. He's a quarterback, man. I mean, they just picked their car, but hey. Why not learn? Maybe you only played Derek Carr for two years and you cut loose and then put his hooker there. So you learn from Derek Carr, who's not a you know, he's not a bad guy to learn from. I'm not saying he's great, but that'd be an interesting move, Doc. Um, the 30th pick, the NFC champions, their second pick of the first round, the Philadelphia Eagles go edge. They need pass rusher. They lost some key pass rushers on that line. They're going to go Isaiah Foskey, Northern Dame, Fighting Irish. He's a freak athlete. I mean, if, you, if people forget about him because – He's just a quiet name, but he was always all over the place for the Irish. Chris, what's Philly doing? I think Philly's going to go defensive back out of Michigan, DJ Turner, the second. I think after losing C.J. Gardner-Johnson via free agency and Darius Slay hitting that age of 3-2, he's not getting any younger there. So I think it's going to – He's going to fit in perfectly to add that critical depth that Philly secondary really needs. The only thing I hit him on is he's grabby at the top of his routes, and he's also very inconsistent at the catch point. Doc, what are the Eagles doing here? Eagles, for me, I think they're filling another hole on defense. I mean, they're a pretty well-rounded team as it is. The defense is where the only question marks lie. I'm going Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State, to help that much – Give much need of help to that Eagles secondary. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad pick there with the Eagles, especially that value. The last pick of the, the draft, or the first round, I'm sorry, that uh, was the trade spot for me. This is where the Minnesota Vikings are picking in place of Kansas City. I almost had Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State, but, hey, Kirk Cousins is a free agent next year, and they definitely got rid of Kellamon. I'm going quarterback, Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, let him still recover from that injury he had. Let him learn from Kirk Cousins like Patrick Mahomes did with Alex Smith for a year. And we'll see if Hooker's ready. They can build around Hooker for the future. I know they don't have any draft picks. That's why they traded back in my mock draft. Chris, what is Kansas City doing for you? I have them picking somebody that I wish the Saints would pick, but the Saints don't pick LSU boys. I have them going edge out of LSU, B.J. Ojolari. And I have James, our boy, what happened? Announcing this pick as well. well I think he's not, announce, he's not announcing the first pick. He's announcing the like, day three pick. Listen, I, no, no. He's going to announce this one. <laughs> they have to. Let the fans win. But <laughs> I, think, mean, I think Ojolari is just a – he's explosive, explosive off the edge, uses a handful of effective pass rushing moves to affect the quarterback. I think the only thing that might make him fall <laughs> – is that he needs to get stronger against the run, and he's not truly like a all-three-down back. He's more of a sub-package player. 
Yeah, you definitely had to get an LSU Tiger in there. Why not do it in the last pick? A little bias heart there, I see. Doc, what are the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs doing? Well, after losing a big piece of their offensive line in Orlando Brown, I think that they're going to try to make up, fill that hole. I'm going Anton Harrison, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Yeah, that's definitely not a bad spot to go. I know they did draft, or they signed Jawan Taylor, but they also did lose their, their right tackle as well. So they definitely still need help on that offensive line. And I think Mahomes would really appreciate receiver or offensive lineman. But, boys, that is a, a 31 picks of the NFL first round of the draft. And I think it's going to be some interesting situations going on. You have Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, and Aaron Rodgers. So look for some potential uh, trades day one. Some and day big two, trades. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm excited to see what Chicago's going to do because all the stuff that they've done this offseason. <laughs> definitely excited to see what our teams are going to do, Chris, just because we battle out every year. But get your, you know, get your popcorn ready like T.O. says and – it's time for the NFL Draft. We're less than one week away, and that's going to be our next episode is recapping the NFL Draft rounds one through seven. Boys, I hope you're excited. I hope you guys pay, you know, pay attention to it and actually watch it all seven rounds if you can. Yes, sir. I'm so excited for the draft. I'm ready for football to get back in my life. The spring games today were a little teaser. Doc? Well, yeah, speaking of that, Wisconsin had a snowy spring game. But, Doc, what do you think about the draft? Are you excited for it? Oh, very excited. It's nice to finally see Chicago's back in the first round. Might actually do something with this first-round pick. This is, I think, the first time that I've been excited since we took Roquan Smith and gave him away for nothing. Uh, got fleeced on that deal, in my opinion. But at the same time, knowing that he was leaving, we didn't really have much of a choice. We had to get something for him. Um, but, no, very excited for this one. Next year is uh, another one that I'll I'll be looking forward to. Damn right. Hey, everyone, hey, if anyone's listening, all the beautiful listeners and viewers we have out there, thank you for tuning into this wonderful episode of our mock draft of the NFL first round. Well, that go that just about does it for us. From Doc, Chris, myself, Mark Davis, from the Sack House. This has been another episode of All About the Balls. Pay attention to the next episode. We'll see y'all soon. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.